0: i thinking about the Gospel of John because the Gospel of John has seven miracles recorded. Now, there was lots of them, but seven being the number of completeness, they recorded seven different miracles in, that, in, that, uh, in the book. But the third one is the one that interested me today because, because it's in John chapter 5. And it's a story about a, a guy that was at a well waiting for the water to be troubled. And he had been there 38 years. And if you read Deuteronomy 2 and verse 14, it tells you that they wandered in the wilderness for 38 years. I know you're going to quote 40, but Deuteronomy 2.14 says it was actually 38 years that they were disconnected with God. So here's this guy. He's lying there and he's been there for how many years? 38 years. And Jesus comes to him. To one guy. So let's read it. After this, the feast of the Jews, Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there was a Jerusalem at the Sheep market, a pool called Bethesda, having five porches. In it lay a great multitude of impotent folk, blind, halt, and withered, waiting for the moving of the water. Now now these people um, didn't need to be there. Like when you have a covenant and a covenant-keeping God, like, but here's what happens: your your, your internal, your internal, how you see yourself internally, your internal thoughts, what you think about all day long, become your external reality, because what you're thinking about all the time makes what comes into words, and the words that you speak create the right reality that you live in. That's why when I'm preaching these messages. Some people say, y- you're preaching too much grace, and it's it's sloppy and all of that, and you're giving people a license to sin. And I'm saying, no, if you understood God, I mean, faith works by love. Faith works, number one, by knowing that you're loved. And, but everything works by love because God is love. And so y- you need to realize, like I used to think, for example, that when God spoke to Gideon and Gideon in in, uh, in um Pro- where? <laughs> Judges chapter 6. Hallelujah, the mind of Christ. In Judges chapter 6, I always thought he was speaking to his potential. You know, oh, Gideon, mighty man of valor, like a, like a football coach, tr- trying to build a guy up. But really, when you begin to get to know God, you find out that he doesn't speak to your potential. He calls you the way he sees you. How does he see you? Well, Colossians 2, 9 and 10. He's the head of all principality and power, and you are complete in him. So when you hear him talking to people, he sees them finished. And so, and and because of that, he loves them on the level like, I'm not waiting for you to get better. I love you right now. I'll never, I'll never love you anymore. I don't know if that's true or not. Any, how about this? Whatever you do, you can't make God love you any more, and you can't make God love you any less, because he is love, and he loves you. And he always talks to you, the best to you. He doesn't look to you and say, well, you really need to straighten up. That's why, that's why a lot of times prophecy doesn't work, because people use it to attack other people instead of letting the love of God flow out from them and minister life to people. Yes? No? You agree? So, so here's this guy laying at a pool. He's been there 38 years. So who does he represent? The nation of Israel. And an angel went down into a certain season into the pool and troubled the water. And, and this, this, this is real superstition because I, I cannot see God doing this. The first one in gets healed and the rest of you, nya, 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 nya. But this certain man was there. And he had been there how long? 38 years, Deuteronomy 2.14. Write it down, check it out later. You know, I'm not lying to you. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew he had been there a long time in that case, he said unto him, will you be made whole? So here's this man lying on a bit of excuses. Always why it won't work. Always pessimistic. Somebody's always ahead of me. No one will help me. I'm unworthy, unlovable,
1: I'm sinful, I'm useless. The victim mindset. And Jesus came and cleared up the clutter. Jesus said unto him, this is how
0: easy it was. Rise, take up your bed, and walk. You're not going to get any sympathy from me. You're going to get the word from me rise up and walk in immediately immediately
1: he was made whole after laying there that whole time immediately as soon as he received the word of god he was made whole amen
0: so with that in mind let's go to um let's go to Romans chapter 7 and verse 15 i'm going to read it from the Passion Translation. Be, well, no, let me read it out of the out of the King James first because it'll totally confuse you and it's good. Verse 15. Yeah, it's like how much wood can a woodchuck chuck and a woodchuck could chuck wood. For that which I do, I don't allow. That which I don't want to do, I hate, and I, and I end up doing it. If I then do what I don't want to do, I can say that the law is good. Now then, is there no more I that do it, but the sin that dwells in me? For I know that, but here's, here's the good thing I know that in me, that is in my flesh, the thing that I got from Adam, there's no good thing. For to be present with, to, for it is to will to be present with me, but how to perform which is good I cannot find. For the good that I would do, I don't do. The evil that I would not do, I do. And so I, I, I had all the, all the Hebrew words, all the, the uh, Greek words broken down. I was going to give them to you. I'm not going to. No, you, you just, because
1: I just think the Passion Translation clears it up. Romans 7.15. I'm a mystery to myself. No, but this
0: is good because if you understand the struggle that you're dealing with, there's a war going on in you all the time, but it's a war between the flesh and the spirit. It's a war between the Adam that you the Adam nature and the born again nature. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creation. We're learning how to live out of the new man. That's why Romans 12:2 is so important that you renew your mind by the word of God. That's why Jesus said in John 8.32, when you know the truth, when you know the truth, the level of truth that you know is the level of freedom that you'll walk in. And, you know, we, t- we teach people when they get born again, you need to confess your sins. Well, I couldn't, I couldn't remember any of them, but I found out later that that's not even correct. When you're not born again, you confess Jesus. Once you're born again, that's when you confess sin. That's that's Revelation Chapter One, chapter Two, and chapter three uh first John one nine that promises to me when I sinned, I can confess that sin, not only will he forgive me of my sin, but he'll cleanse me from all unrighteousness. What a ticket to ride! I messed up. I'm sorry, God, I apologize. How many times a day are you going to forgive me? 70 times seventy he said. You got a ways to go yet? Come on. No, but that's God. Because he sees you complete. I'm a mystery to myself, for I want to do what is right. But I end up doing what my moral instincts condemn. And if my behavior is not in line with my desire, my conscience still confirms the excellence of the law. See, there's nothing wrong with the law. But the law couldn't produce in you, the the law could not change you, only it's like, it's again like, I was born in Halifax, I wanted to be born in Tahiti. What's that? No, not anymore. (laughs) But I didn't have any say in the matter. And I didn't have any say in the fact that I was born a sinner. I sinned naturally, and I... Because I didn't have parents, I became quite proficient at it. Uh, and again, I'm not proud of that or bragging about that or anything. But I said I didn't know any better. But once you know better, but once you know better, here's the cool thing about God: even when you know better, He'll still work with you. That's why I really wanted to get into Exodus chapter thirty-four because He talks about even when you, even when you sin willfully. I don't see you that way. I see you. Complete in Him who's the head of all principality and power. And I'll always
1: talk to you with that in mind. You're done. You're Colossians 2 9
0: and 10. Complete in Him. I mean, think about the verses that we quote and we know, but do we really know them? Ephesians 2 6. I'm seated in heavenly places in Christ. I'm not going to be. I am. I am a royal priesthood. I'm not going to be. I am. I am that already. And, you know, it's not until you start depending on your own flesh. I mean, Matthew chapter 16, uh, Jesus said, you're the Christ, the son, the living God. And Jesus said, Jesus said to uh, Peter, uh, you're blessed, Simon of our Jonah, because flesh and blood did not reveal this to you, but my father, which is in heaven. And now you're not going to be called Simon, the son of Jonah anymore you are going to be peter a chip off the old block right and of course then his ego got in and he decided that he was all that in a big bag of chips and no but that's the thing you never have to depend on or de- or do it yourself no it's like again it's like romans tw- uh romans 4:21 abraham became fully persuaded that what god had promised he was also able to perform You're not even the performer of this. Your job is to simply believe to trust him and don't try to change yourself because new year's resolutions don't work. People, when you try to change yourself, you're saying God's grace wasn't enough. And now you're frustrated. Now you're just like Paul's writing here. The thing that I want to do, I can't do the thing that I don't want to do. I always find myself doing that was his, that was his condition until he got to Romans eight and verse one. No condemnation. No condemnation. The thing that set him free was the fact that he wasn't condemned anymore. You're not condemned anymore. You are the righteousness of God in Christ. Don't let anybody take it from you ever, ever. Don't let any ugly uncle or some family member talk you out of who you are in Christ. If they ask you who you are, tell them. Say, if you've got them an hour, I'd love to tell you about it, man. Let me tell you what God did for me. I'm in the rock. I'm in Christ. I've been hidden in the cleft of the rock. Born again. I was born in Adam, but then I got born again in the second Adam. And the attributes of the second Adam are mine. Matter of fact, he took my place to the point where he took on the attributes of the first Adam. I know. Wow he became that ugly Adam, so that you could become the righteousness of God in Christ. Why did he do it? Because he lo- loves you. <laughs> that is, why is that such a hard thing for people to grasp? Oh, there's got to be more to it than that. You know, there's got to be that plus what do I need to do? Nothing. No, no, but the only way, you know, he said it this way in Hebrews 4, 11, he said, labor to enter into my rest. The only way that you can get into that rest is the next verse. The word of God is alive and powerful and sharper than the two-edged sword, piercing to divide us under souls, joints, marines, all that. So what he's saying is you enter into rest when you begin to trust the word of God. Trust in me, trust in the word with all of your heart, lean not on your own understanding in all of your ways, acknowledge the word and the word will direct your steps. Don't be wise in your own eyes, Fear the Lord, reverence the Lord, and depart from evil. It's health to your flesh, it's marrow to your bones, and then honor Him with, with your substance. Why? Because He wants to bless you. I know He's doing it. It's wonderful. I'm a mystery unto myself. <laughs> no, that's kind of like, you know, what Paul again, over in Corinthians chapter 4, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he said, I'm perplexed. How many Christians, and I like to bring it up all the time, how many of you have never been perplexed? <laughs> you, you don't know what's going on, but because you know God, you're not in despair. You may be cast down, but you're not destroyed. Everything is working together for your good. So these bad things that happen are your employees working for your good. I want to do what's right, but I end up doing what my moral instincts condemn. And if my behavior is not in line with my desire, my conscience still dis, still confirms the excellence of the law. And now I realize that's no longer my. This is listen to this. And now I realize that it's no longer my true self doing this, but the unwelcome intruder of sin in my humanity. For I know that nothing good lives within my flesh, the flesh of my fallen humanity. There's nothing wrong with your flesh. I, he's, he's not saying, he's not condemning your flesh. He's saying, don't live. How about another way? Stop living by your emotions. I don't feel like God cares for me anymore. I feel like I'm all alone. Yet he said, I'll never leave you, fail you, nor forsake you. Yeah, but I just feel, I feel like. But I feel like I feel like if I tithe or give offerings, that the money won't come back to me. I feel like, and so, and so, as long as you're led by your feelings, Satan will knock you all over earth. The earth, you'll never get free living in your emotions. Nothing wrong with emotions, as long as, as, long as you're not led by them. My Bible says that Jesus wept. He had emotions. For I know that nothing good lives in my flesh or my fallen humanity. The longings to do what's right are there within me, but the willpower is not enough. Look and Listen to this. Your willpower is not enough to accomplish serving God. You're not going to serve God from your willpower or your won't power. I'm not ever going to do that again. Did you ever say that? How far in the day did you get? Don't say that anymore. I say, God, I'm probably liable to do that again. Thank you for, for your blood that cleanses me of all sin. Thank you, Lord, that if you don't help me with this, I'll keep doing it over and over and over again, but I'm not going to try and change it. You're the, you're the agent of change. There used to be one time years ago, they, they had a, a thing that passed through the church here in Nova Scotia and actually across the country, the power to change. And I thought, what a what a crazy thing to say! If you had the power to change, why wouldn't you? Self-help books go in a chapter's bookstore, and there's walls full of them. And do anybody ever get a change out of them? Well, you might, you, you might, you know, get a little change of behavior, but you don't get
1: a change of heart. And eventually, again, the the the, the internal thoughts. Your internal
0: thoughts, if you don't change those internal thoughts, they will become words, and they will become your external reality. That's it. My internal thoughts have to change. I have to begin to, again, Romans twelve too, I'm not conformed to this world. I'm, not, I'm transformed. I'm renewing my mind by the Word of God so that I can think the way that God thinks about me. How does he think about me? I'm completing him. I'm seated in heavenly places with him. I need to see myself that way, and any time that I don't, that, that's the thing that needs to be worked on. The longings to do what's right are within me, but the willpower is not enough to accomplish it. Not enough. You can't get enough willpower to serve God. It's all you get, all you get, and I know it because we've all done it. You get so frustrated. That's it. I'm not ever going to, you know, I'm not ever going to lose my temper in traffic again.
1: Uh How about if I get through this day by his grace? And if I don't,
0: what do I do? Oh, God, thank you for 1 John 1. Thank you for 1 John the whole book. (laughs) But in particular, thank you that you'll cleanse me from all unrighteousness as soon as I admit it, quit it, forget it, and get on with it. So if my behavior contradicts my desires to do good, I must conclude that it's not my true identity. Listen to this, I must conclude that it's not my true identity doing it, but the unwelcome intruder of sin, hindering me from being who I really am. Satan, you know, we get the idea that my Bible tells me in Revelation 12:11 that he's the accuser of the brethren, and he stands before the Lord day and night. He never quit his job. He's there every day saying you're no good, you're no good, baby, you're no good.
1: He's, telling, he's always telling God those kind of things. Through my experience of this principle, I discovered
0: that even when I want to do good, evil wants to sabotage me. Truly, deep within my true identity, I love to do what pleases... Now listen to this. Truly, deep within my true identity, I love to do what pleases God.
1: That's 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 your heart. It's kind of like I told somebody today, I said, never wrestle with a pig.
0: I said, the pig really likes it, and all you're going to do is get dirty. You know, in other words, don't get in arguments and quarrels with people. Don't go there, because some people just enjoy the struggle. I love to do what pleases God, but I discern another another power operating in my humanity waging a war against my moral principles of my conscience and bringing me into captivity as a prisoner of the law of sin. This unwelcome intruder in my humanity is agonizing the situation that I'm in. So whoever has the power to rescue this miserable man from the unwelcome intruder, I better read this again slower, what an agonizing situation I am in, so who has the power to rescue this miserable man from the unwelcome intruder of sin and death? I give all my thanks heres here we go, I give all my thanks to God for his mighty power that he has finally pervaded, provided a way out to our Lord Jesus the anointed one. So if I was left to myself, the flesh is aligned with the law of sin, but now my renewed mind. Is fixed on and submitted to God's righteous principles. Yep, Romans 8 1. So now the case is closed. Not guilty. Not only that, double jeopardy. Can't be charged twice. Can't be charged twice. And so you're on trial, but your father's the judge, and the, the, the prosecutor is the devil, but the lawyer is Jesus. And Jesus will tell you over your shoulder, only say what I say about you. Only say what I say about you. Don't agree with your, your adversary. Say what I say about you. And know that I got the judge in my, in my pocket. So now the case is closed. And look, if you don't have a, if you don't have a Passion Translation, you should get one just for this verse. So now the case is closed. There remains no accusing voice of condemnation against those that are joined in life union with Jesus, the anointed one. For the law of the spirit of life flowing through the anointing of Jesus has liberated us from the law of sin and death. For God achieved what the law was unable to accomplish because the law was limited by the weakness of human nature. Yet God sent his son in human form to identify with human weakness. Yes, God sent his son in human form to identify with human or your weakness. Clothed with humanity, God gave, God's son gave his body to be a sin offering so that
1: God could once and for all condemn the guilt and the power of sin. Not condemn you,
0: condemn the guilt and the power of sin. We just need to probably, what time is it? We're, we're okay? Oh, yeah. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 10 just for a moment. And where am I going to go in this? Well, let us read the lettuce verses. Yeah. How about we, but we need to read verse 17 of chapter 10. And when it says there, you can put your name in there. And my sins and iniquities will he remember no more. Now where remission of sin is, there's no more an offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, look at this. Boldness. That's what the church needs is some boldness. The disciples prayed for it in Acts chapter 3. Lord, grant unto your servants that with all boldness we may preach your word. Chapter 3 or chapter 4. Anyway, they prayed for boldness. They knew that they needed it. We need the boldness because the world would like to try and keep you intimidated
1: and keep you pushed down. Um, yep. Boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by the blood, by the blood. I'm not going
0: in there to talk about my trials and my difficulties. (laughs) No, The problem with talking about trials and difficulties is it, it just taps your strength. Oh, you never know what I'm going through. We'll go through, okay? Study who you are in Christ and confess that. I am coming boldly into the holiest of, by the blood of Jesus in a new and a living way, which he hath consecrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And having a high priest over the house of God, let us, let us, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Well, my Bible says that Jesus told the disciples, he said, you're now washed by the washing of the water of the word. That's what he told the husband to do to his wife, wash her with the washing of the water by the word. You're now clean, Jesus said, through the word that I've spoken unto you. The word of God is kind of like having a shower. It gets the junk off you that the world keeps on you all day.
1: So, so let us draw near with a most cheerful expectation. Yippee. Yahoo. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, but having our hearts sprinkled from a, from a guilty conscience. A guilty conscience. You haven't got a guilty conscience. Why? Because we just read verse 17. Their sins and their iniquities I'll remember no more. So if he doesn't
1: remember them, Pray to God that you won't. Yeah. Just keep going forward. That's why Hurley's have no reverse, James. Uh, Keep going ahead, buddy. I don't know. I've been so long since I wrote it. Anyway, that's another story for another time.
0: It's not my confession. My confession is verse 23. Let us... Hold fast the confession of our faith. In other words, don't listen to yourself. Talk to yourself.
1: Don't listen to yourself anymore. Talk to yourself. Hallelujah. And never keep your mouth shut.
0: Silence is the atmosphere. of That's why I love what David did with Goliath. He ran
1: towards him. Can you imagine running towards this guy's about nine or 10 feet tall? With a rock. Yeah, but he he had a different approach. The Israelites were fighting and
0: defending themselves. But David went out and he was defending God. He said, you uncircumcised Philistine, how dare you challenge God? So he didn't go in his own strength at all. And if you remember that, you can do what he did. I'm not defending myself. I'm standing for God. And I'm holding fast to my confession profession, um, without wavering. Why? Because he is faithful that promised. And now let us, here's the other let us, let us consider one another to provoke one another to good works, not forsaking the assemblies of yourselves together. If you're watching from home tonight on a Thursday night in the summertime, please don't receive this as condemnation, even though you should. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) God treats you like you're already here with him. (laughs) Unfortunately, we don't all the time. Okay. (laughs) Not forsaking the assemblies of yourselves together as some antidote, but exhorting one another and so
1: much more as you see the day approaching. Verse 34. I I just, I think
0: that in seasons of trial, we graduate from focusing on things to focusing on him. No, when everything's going good, you don't, you know. (laughs) But when (laughs) all of a sudden, God, you're very important to me today. (laughs) There's a great reward for confidence. For you had compassion in my bonds and took joyfully,
1: took joyfully, took joyfully the spoiling of your goods. That's like James chapter one.
0: Count it all joy when you fall into temptations, stress, and trials, knowing that that it's working out patience in your life. Knowing yourselves that you have it in heaven, in heaven a better and a more enduring substance. Cast not away, therefore, your confidence. There's a great reward in your confidence. Cast not away your confidence. It has a great recompense of reward. In other words, a great paycheck. There's a paycheck involved in this.
1: I just find seasons when I'm waiting, he's working on me. I don't always enjoy it. But no, but I mean, you know, we were talking
0: about RW Schombach earlier before the service started and some of the miracles and the things that he did. Well, when you learn when you get to the place where you let love flow through you, then all of a sudden it's not about me praying for Marie. It's all about Marie. And, and when it's all about Marie, then the love will be there. It's not about, well, I hope she falls out in the spirit so I can be a big deal. Well, I don't know, but I mean, you know, your carnal mind, you know, is hostile to the things of the spirit of God. But God is saying, I'm looking for a people now. You know, you talk about R.W. Schombach. The whole room has the potential to be that. And the move of God that we're coming into now is not about a name. It's about the body of Christ. And he wants to use every single one of us. And it's, it's kind of like it's kind of like I was telling Pastor Paul here a couple of weeks ago. I said, I don't care who he uses as long as I'm in the room. You want to be there. You want to see it. You want to experience it. I said, I don't want to be in the bleachers. I want to be down on the field playing in the game. But I said, I don't have to be the star of the show. I just want to be. When you're the star of the show, when the glory all goes to God, that's when he'll really move.
1: Because
0: no one's looking for the credit. For we have, how about verse 36? Put this on your fridge. For you have need of patience, yeah. consistency. You know, the funny thing about Job is all the stuff that he went through. And at the end of the day, they said, have you considered the patience of Job? No, I haven't really. (laughs) If you have need of patience, that after. After is a good word to circle too. After you do the will of God, you receive the promise. After, not before, After. The ram was caught in the thicket in Genesis chapter 22 after, after Abraham rose up with a knife and got ready to sacrifice his son. He walked right by it on the way up the hill. Didn't even see it. And then he said, when he picked up the, the knife, Isaac said, I, I, I see the fire and I see the wood, but where's the sacrifice? He said, the Lord will provide himself a sacrifice and the ram caught in the thicket behind him was Jesus caught in your sin and my sin. The, the crown of thorns represented the sin that he was caught in that belonged to us. That crucifixion, that's why Paul, the apostle would say, I have been crucified with Christ. I was, and they would say, you weren't there. He said, oh yes, I was. I was there in him in whatever, when I was there, when he was crucified, I was there when he went to hell and, and, Took the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And I was there in his resurrection. I identify completely with him. I'm seated in heavenly places with Christ. I've been through it all. We have need of patience after we have done the will of God. We might receive the promise for yet in a little while. He that shall come will come and will not tarry. Now the just shall live by faith. Four times you're going to find that in the word of God. But if any man draws back, my soul has no pleasure in him. Why? Because he wants to bless you.
1: But verse 39, I'm going to stop there. We're not cowards, doomed to failure, but
0: we're men of faith, finding the meaning of life. Is that okay? I can read the King James for you. But we are not of them that draw back unto perdition, but of them that believe unto the saving of the soul. That's That's your mind, your will, and your emotions. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless your holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all of your benefits. You forgive all of our iniquities. All. was in the Old Testament. All of our diseases. Deliver our lives from destruction and crown us with loving kindness and tender mercies and satisfy our mouth with your word. And our youth is renewed like the eagle. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You make us in the new, sharp, threshing instruments, having teeth. We thresh the mountains and beat them small, turn the hills to chaff. The wind carries them, the whirlwind scatters them. We rejoice in the Lord and glory in the Holy One of Israel. Hallelujah.
1: We hope this message has encouraged you in your relationship with the Lord. For more information and ministry resources, we invite you to visit our website at www.newcovenantchurch.ca.